Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. All right. Oh. Um, oh, <laughs> look at us. Um, okay, so let me make sure that this is going. It like sometimes is like a little behind, but oh, yeah, there we are. Oh my gosh, so cute. Um, let me see if I can get the comments pulled up. If I can't, that's fine. We'll just ignore it. Um, but okay, uh, so let's go ahead and get started. So everybody here in the DPT to CEO group, welcome back to our live interview series um, where I am talking to all kinds of therapy entrepreneurs. And this season, we have quite a few different therapists, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different ways that they've gone into business for themselves. And we are going to go ahead and kick things off with my dear friend, Brandis, um, one of the absolute OGs of this program. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know um, about that. <laughs> and um, learn more about Brandis. And we're going to dive into the world of cash therapy, being mobile therapist, um, and keeping everything together, despite <laughs> having a million things happening constantly. <laughs> so um, Brandis, welcome. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's good to be the first one back on. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. The first one, the best one. Well, don't tell anybody else that. I'll just say that to everybody. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take it for now. <laughs> um, so, uh, Miss Brandis, if you wouldn't mind, uh, for people in the group that, that don't know you, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and I guess, like, what led you to be here? Okay. Um, so I am Brandis Montgomery, and I'm from the mighty state of Ohio, and I currently reside in Georgia, um, outside of Atlanta, and I've been here far too long, I think going on 12 years. Um, let's see, I um, went to my graduate school in at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, and then I worked briefly in Kentucky, like Lexington area for like two years before I transferred to Georgia where it was warm. Sounded like a cool place to be. <laughs> um, and at the time I was single, so I didn't really care where I was. And uh, then I, let's see, I'm trying to think of my timeline. So then I was working for outpatient, which I've done probably for of my 14 years, I've probably done um, 12, that's not true, 10 outpatient years. Uh, mostly in the outpatient clinical setting. And then I also did a very short stint, six months of home health before I got laid off in 2019 after I had my son and wanted more flexibility and then got laid off there. Also hated it. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it didn't feel that way. I was like distraught that someone did not want me. But um, yeah. 
but it really, I mean, even my husband was like, you didn't even like it anyway. So it really was a blessing. So then I said, I really don't want to go back to outpatient because it's very uh, inflexible. And since I had a newborn, I really needed more flexibility. So then my husband and one of my friends convinced me that I need to open my own practice. And I fought it very hard. (laughs) I told them that that was a terrible decision. So um, that was in 2019. I started my own LLC with the help of a friend of mine who's now a DPT. She was a tech at the time. Um, So it's kind of cool to see that go like full circle. But um, that was in 2019. In 2020, we had the lovely pandemic. And so I decided to go back to work full time because I didn't know what else to do. And I worked in another outpatient setting with a friend of mine for a year. And I knew by the end of that year that I was like, this is not what I want to do. It is so stressful. And I had no flexibility with my like one-year-old. And I was working, you know, eight to five with seeing like 20 plus a day with no tech and sometimes no front desk. Oh my God. (laughs) I remember that. So it was really fun. Uh, And then when I got to the end of that year, I'm like, no, I am done with this. And I think you and I started maybe like that fall, Mm -hmm. August-ish, is when I started working with you. And I'm like, I'm going to just like put everything into this and see if I can make it do it and not have to work full time anymore with a clinic. So Mm -hmm. that was in 20, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And I was still working at that time. I started working back with a PRN company that I had been working with and was doing three days a week working with them two days a week with us working together on building my business. And by the end of 2021, I like gave all that up and I wasn't working. Let's see, November, I think November and December, I didn't work at all in my part-time job. And I just went full-time with my business. And then recently we decided we were going to sell our house because I mean, why not? And, (laughs) and we paid off all of our debt by selling our home, which was the whole purpose. But now we're getting ready to have new construction or new construction is currently being built. And so I am back in the clinic a little bit, uh, working two days a week because my, uh, lender needs to see like a stable paycheck from someone that can pay me on a regular and uh, not my income from my business. So I am now working two 10 hour days in a clinic and three full days with my business, sometimes on a Saturday occasionally uh, if I need it. So that's where we are now and it's a lot of craziness, (laughs) but I wouldn't trade it. I will say that I wouldn't trade it. In fact, one of my patients today asked me like if I would ever go back into the insurance world, first of all, I said, absolutely not. And if I would ever go back into a clinic and I said, only if someone made me go back into the insurance world. (laughs) So, because I don't want to deal with it. Like if I have to deal with insurances, I want someone else to have to deal with it. So they can do that. A biller can handle it. I'll go treat patients. So that's where we are today. (laughs) Yeah. And I love the fact that like you brought up, you know, like you wouldn't trade it for anything. And like, I couldn't agree more with that, you know, like despite how hard it can be, how stressful and frustrating and everything, it's just like, it's so much more of like an interesting experience, I think, than being stuck in the clinic, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I feel like everybody everybody like lots of different therapists look at like a clinic job as being like safe and stable which Mm -hmm. you know like I guess for the most part it is but you know we saw in the last couple of years that like literally anything can happen and Mm -hmm. I feel like 
you know, at the end of the day, the only person like you can really trust is yourself. Um, so, you know, starting your own business, I think is like almost safer in a way, because you'll always have something to fall back on too. Um, and I just want to, like, again, probably for like the fifth time, do a shout out to Brandis because I have watched her over the last like year and a half. I think we're like even coming up on two years. Yeah. Uh, literally anything that could happen to a person, <laughs> I feel like has happened to Brandis in that time. And I was just telling, telling you like before um, the interview that like one of the things I really admire about Brandis is that, you know, she's just like, okay, here's what I have to do. I'll get it done. You know, despite all the other things that are going on in your life that very easily, you know, could be an excuse to just like, oh, I'll like, put off this business stuff for a while, but you're just like, okay, here's my test. Let's do it. <laughs> and you just get it done. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that that is a really like, really like high value, um, like characteristic of an entrepreneur and like definitely something that you kind of have to mold your mindset into that, um, in order to be successful. Uh, what do you think? Thank you. Um, I definitely agree. I think that like, probably that's probably the hardest part of like owning your own business is that it's very easy to be like, it's too hard. And, mm -hmm. and, or like, I already have, I have all these things happening or all these things going on. And so I just don't have time or um, there are definitely moments when you feel sorry for yourself and you're just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Or I hate these aspects of it, but I still have to do them. Um, mm -hmm. Because yes, owning a business is not just all the things that you enjoy about being a physical therapist, but it's also marketing and sales and it's also social media and technology. <laughs> and those are things that I do not enjoy. So, um, but they still have to be done. And I think that like, that was the hardest part. I think we fought several months about me dropping my <laughs> PRN job. It was like, you can do it. And I'm like, no, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we went back and forth forever. It feels like about it until finally <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to do this in November. I'm going to do it. And we're just going to see what happens. And I, you know, had to get my husband and I on the same page about it and trying to figure out budgets and stuff like that. But uh, we made it work. And there are definitely still times when I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. But overall, I mean, it's just so much nicer knowing that like all of your hard work is for your, you and your family, not for another company. Um, yeah. All of your hard work is like to help individual people get better instead of like 10 patients at one time that you're trying to manage. Mm -hmm. um, so there's just so many like benefits to it that it makes all of those frustrations better. Mm -hmm. And knowing that like, like you said earlier, like you can always fall back on, on PRN or part-time or going back into the clinic if you really needed to, but there's just always other options if you needed to like, you know, complement it with something. Yeah. So makes it absolutely. worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, there's, I feel like there's just so much you can learn by like growing a business that, um, and like I tell people this all the time, um, especially uh, people who are learning different like marketing skills and, like more so even like digital marketing stuff for their own practices, you know, like my view on that is, you know, you're doing it for your practice right now. But if a year from now you decide you don't want to be in business for yourself anymore, you have so many more skills, right. um, you know, than before and everything. So um, 
And like, just going back to, you know, like fighting about like quitting PRN. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just like, again, like another thing that I just want to, again, like congratulate on you on is like, I like gave you a goal in October, gave Brandis a goal of like finding, I think five clients in November. And, mm -hmm. you know, we were all like, ah, like I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> And then let me tell you guys, freaking, you had like the first week of November, you had like 12 appointments. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Brandis, like, oh my God. Like, you know, we were only supposed to find five new clients in November. And you're like, okay, like, let me find 12 in the first week. <laughs> really? I don't even remember how they all came about. Like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't even, I think I said I couldn't do it. And so it just happened because it was like, God needed to prove me wrong or something. I like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. The universe is like, okay, you know, like, you yeah, quit we'll your job. You. Like, obviously you're ready for a full caseload now. So like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yes. I also, I guess, and part of that time, I guess is when I picked up like a contract, some contract work, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of last year. So that helped, I think too. I think I had like two or three of them, which helped, uh, which was another um, opportunity that you can do when you're trying to build your business. Like this has been so helpful to have contract work because I still get to choose my schedule. I yeah. still get to determine where I place my patients. I still see them in their homes. Um, but it, I'm just getting paid from another mobile PT. So um, and he's getting paid from a doctor. So it's kind of an interesting situation, but like contract work is, is nice too. Cause now I know I have like this stable money coming in that can like pay the bills and then I can work on just focusing to build and grow. Yeah. So that's been kind of a cool opportunity also. Yeah. I think that's like a really good point to bring up because, um, like that's definitely something like when I started my practice, that's definitely not something that like I was familiar with. Um, and so I think just pointing out the fact that like, you know, even if you are just getting started with like your own business, there are going to be a lot of other things that you can do to, mm -hmm. you know, like supplement your income as well. It doesn't have to be full-time job or nothing. There's a yeah. lot of like in between um, yeah. and lots of different opportunities depending on what you need. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind of going back to um, struggles you've been through. <laughs> um, what do you feel like are like one or two like big struggles, whether like physical or like mindset wise that you've been through since 2019? Um, and how did you like overcome them or learn from them? I would say the first struggle was probably going PRN or leaving PR or not, you know, like not doing my PRN stuff. Um, because at the time I was working full-time and my husband was working part-time. So I didn't know how to get to stop paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very nervous about like tra transitioning that position to him going to work full-time and then me being able to like decrease my hours of work and consistency of pay to, to transition into this like full-time business mode. Um, so that was probably like the first big struggle that yeah. was in the business was just trying to get into the mindset of like, just try it. I mean, I can always go back to PRN. I can always go back to full-time work. So like, let's see what happens. I think we even talked about doing like a three month trial of it. Like, let's mm -hmm. see what happens over the next three months. And like, can you do it? Um, 
And the biggest part of that is just knowing, I think my husband, having my husband on board and knowing he's supportive. And then the other part of the, the mindset of that is just like, just try it. And then what's the worst that can happen? You have to go back to work like full time. Who cares? So <laughs> <laughs> that was where we kind of left it. And then setting goals really helped us like dive into it. It was like, okay, this first week you're going to have five clients. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> <Are you> kidding. <laughs> and we like killed that. So, yeah. um, knowing that you have these goals and, and having you to like make me have these goals. Cause I would have been like, okay, I'm going to get one client this week. If it were <laughs> me. You're like, Oh no, you're getting five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so having someone else kind of like push you to like, know that you're better than you think you are uh, was very helpful too. And then, and then probably the next big struggle was, um, I guess not setting my price, but increasing my price. So mm -hmm. I still have a very hard time with that. But knowing that, um, I think I started, can I talk about prices? Oh, yeah. Talk about okay, it all. So, okay. I think I started at like 125 a visit. And then you you and I were talking about like, okay, why don't you increase to 150? I'm like, I can't even sell 125. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and I feel very confident about my skills. I feel very confident knowing that I'm the best physical therapist that is out there. And I can tell you guys that, but trying to convince patients to like not use their insurance and use me instead, or trying to convince them that like, I'm going to get them better in these few visits or whatever it might be was where I was struggling. So we've done a lot of talking and working about that to get to where, I'm working on my sales pitch. We've worked on our sales pitches together and help it. Like you've helped me try to figure out right wording and different scenarios. And then also just knowing that like, what's the worst that could happen again? Like they could say no, and then you move on, um, which just means they're not ready. So that has helped a lot to know, like, just tell them how great you are, tell them how you're going to get them better and that they're crazy to not go with you. And if they say <laughs> no, then you just walk away. Like, okay, have a great day. Like, I hope you find what you need. <laughs> and, and I really have to sit back and tell myself that sometimes in the car, like, okay, Randis, you're the best. And this is what they need. Tell them what they need. And if they don't like it, then they're just not ready for you at this time. And then like, let it go. So I just, try to tell myself that sometimes when I'm not feeling it and I try to go into these evals or these um, consults or even the discovery calls and stuff and just like lay it all out there. Like, this is what I think you need. This is why. And if you're not ready for it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really seems to work for the most part. I mean, most people are like, yeah, you're right. Like, okay, let's, let me look and see if I can fit this in my budget or whatever at the worst. That's the worst mm -hmm. I hear really. Um, otherwise it's like, let's work with it and figure it out. So seems to be, I'm doing better at it. I am not by any means great at like sales, <laughs> but I feel like it's getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I really like that you brought that up because um, like, so, so many of us, right. Get like all like heebie jeebies when it comes to like, to sales, uh, you know, yeah. whatever your, your offer is or whatever you're selling, but like, it truly is like just like learning to like step up to the plate and be the professional that you are who makes professional recommendations on how to solve a problem. Um, and like, you know, it definitely is a situation where it's kind of like fake it until you make it sort of because you, you are the professional and can do the thing. You yeah. almost have to have like that kind of like attitude, like that kind of body language, that kind of tone when you're talking to somebody and just being like, 
here's a plan, <laughs> you know, do you want it or not? Even yeah. if on the inside, you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so much money. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and like, I think like we've talked about it before and, and I've told some other people that even like in the way back, like probably like beginning of 2020, like I distinctly remember an evaluation that I did for a guy who had a shoulder issue and like little business owner me at the beginning was like, you know what, I'm just going to pretend that like, I'm like the boss here. <laughs> and, you know, like, I know all the things and everything. And I remember during that eval being like, okay, Chris, this is what we're doing, you know, and kind of like having like a very authoritative way that I was talking to him. And yeah. he was like, cool, let's do it. You know, yeah. and I, it like feels silly you know, like just kind of talking about it, but it really does make a huge difference. You know, like you were saying, um, instead of like, like, why would we go into a conversation doubting ourselves, you know, first, yeah. and then hope that the person in front of us is going to say like, you seem unsure, but I guess right. I'll pay you thousands of dollars. <laughs> I'm go with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's awesome. I, I, really like that attitude about sales. So I guess like, here's a question, you know, like after kind of talking about that, uh, to a newer business owner who is feeling heebie-jeebie, um, what advice do you have for them? As far as sales? Um, I think, and I say this like semi-jokingly, but I really mean it. Um, <laughs> One thing that I like, I tell my husband this all the time when he like, at, like he doesn't ask for advice. I just tell him anyway, uh, what's wrong with him. And I'm like, I'm the best doctor that you're ever going to meet. And I really do feel that way. Like there are so many medical doctors that have like a little bit of information about everything. They kind of know a lot about a little bit, a little about everything, mm -hmm. but they don't know a lot <laughs> when you really think about it. I mean, how many of our patients get diagnosed with like shoulder pain? Like, oh, that was tough. Thank you. <laughs> I really wasn't sure about that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I go, I feel like having that mindset of like, would, what if your doc, your medical doctor came to you and, and had this like, well, it might be, well, I'm not really sure. Or you might not want to use me. You might want to go somewhere else. I don't know, but it might cost this much. Or like, if you had all these like, uh, um, like concerns or, inconsistencies, then you wouldn't want to use them either. But no mm -hmm. medical doctors like that. They're like, they, everyone thinks they know everything. Everyone knows the answer. They're going to tell you exactly what it is, whether they really knew or not. And <laughs> you can listen to them because they're the medical doctor. Mm -hmm. So having that mindset of like, I am also a doctor and I do know what I'm talking about. I have a yeah. lot of school under my belt. And letting the patient know, like in my professional opinion, I think when they understand that you are a professional, um, I try to like also educate a ton so that they are, it's never going to happen when you educate all of the patients that you're working with and they'll be like, mm, that wasn't enough because they're not getting educated anywhere else. No, like doctors aren't educating them. They're telling them they have stenosis and they think they're dying. And it's mm -hmm. like, eh, stenosis is a very, very broad word. And I'm pretty sure your stenosis is going to change as soon as I put you in flexion. So let's move you. <laughs> like there's just so many things that they don't get taught. And when they come see you, that's the most anyone's ever talked to them. It's the most anyone's ever educated them. And so if you do all that education and you really explain all the things that you're doing, and then at the end, you're like, okay, now here's my plan and here's how much it's going to cost. 
they're much more likely to be like, you're the most educated person that I've ever worked with. No one's ever talked to me that much. No one's ever explained this to me. I don't know how many times people tell me that. They're like, no one has ever explained that. Thank you so much. It's like, oh, well, it should have been done step one, but okay. Yeah. So I think those different, the mindsets of like, you're a doctor and no other doctor that, you know, no chiropractor acts like that either. They're like, I'm the bomb. And they all think <laughs> they know what they're talking about. So why don't we have that mindset, you know? Yeah. I think that we should go in there with this idea of like, I am a doctor. I have been educated over and over in all of these things. And then also just like using that education to really get people to buy in. Like, I know what I'm talking about and here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Helps them like really, really buy in. Yeah. And like, they trust you because yeah. like you're trusting yourself. So like, why wouldn't they trust you? You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I, I think that's a really good point to bring up as well. Like, I, I've had this year, I think at least two or three patients where they come in for an evaluation and like 90% of our first visit is like them telling me their story. And, right. you know, like, unfortunately, like a lot of like fears that they might have about whatever's going on in their body. And, you know, they've been to this doctor and that doctor, whatever, you know, and have some kind of imaging that says a thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, then they think everything's over. Yeah. Um, and like, it just like being able to provide space for somebody as a private practice provider uh so much alliteration um (laughs) but like creating a space for somebody to be able to express themselves like the good the bad the fears the goals um it is so invaluable it's not even funny yeah um you know like i i myself as a patient have experienced a lot of like not so great encounters with different mm-hmm. medical providers and by like doing this it's like part of my mission is to like be the best space that i can for somebody to feel safe with you know like what they have going on mm-hmm. um and you know like you were saying too like taking the time throughout the session to explain what's going on to them um like, it's just so important, you know, like every, yeah. every person has a right to know about their body. Um, yeah. And like, they, they deserve to have like a guide and a leader in that process. Um, mm-hmm. And like something else that I know that patients really appreciate when I've worked with them is like, if like their PCP or the surgeon, whatever, like they recommend some kind of procedure uh, and the patient and they don't explain it to the patient, you know, mm-hmm. like I went out of, out of, out of my way, but it's kind of part of like how I operate, uh, to do the research myself and provide research and articles and pictures and just information yeah. to a patient so that they can make the most educated decision possible about whether they want to go through the procedure. Yeah. Um, you know, and that like, just that, that means so much, you know, right. like, uh, if I were the patient too, like I would feel so much more comfortable with this person who sees me um, mm-hmm. instead of just kind of being like another number and everything. Right. So, yes. yeah, I like, we, we do like a lot more like work and like offer a lot more benefits, I think, than like meets the eye at first, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I I just, I love that attitude, Brandis, of just being like, you know what? I am a damn good doctor. So, <laughs> like, this is what we're going to yep. do. Yeah. Um, 
you know, because like that's that's what people want is to be taken care of, mm-hmm. you know. And if you try to apologize for that, you know, whether it's like, I'm so sorry, but like I have to see you, you know, twice a week, or like right. I'm so sorry, it's two hundred dollars to, to see me. <laughs> yeah, you know that doesn't provide the safe space that the people yeah. need. So, and I think that like when they understand what you're going to do for them versus like what they pay somebody else for might, mm-hmm. and it might be less, but they're getting way less care. And then when you go through and you educate them on all the things, you tell them the plan, let's go over your goals. And they see like how much more time that you spent with them or how much more in depth you're going to work with them. It makes it a little bit easier to be like, Oh yeah, it might be $150, but it's worth it because she just yeah. spent an hour talking to me about all my problems and all my things. And she has this great plan worked out. Um, it helps them kind of see like why I'm charging you $150 versus like why your copays $50. (laughs) It's so much different and you're going to get a very different experience. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But like, that's also the education and the time that they're going to spend with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, yeah, I think it's just really important, you know, going off of what you said to help lay out all the options on the table. Um, you know, and help your patient make the decision that's best for them in the long run too. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. So everybody out there watching or listening to this, you need to start amping up your attitude when you interact (laughs) with patients. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Be very (laughs) confident. Make sure you give yourself like a mental talk in the car. If you Mm -hmm. feel like you can't do it, like mental talks are like the best because you're sitting there like, I don't want to have this chat or I don't know how to say this right. But as long as you tell yourself in the car, like I'm the best doctor and I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about and I'm going to show them how this is worth it and just go in and kill it. Yeah. And just, you know what, for people who need a visual, go make a copy of your diploma and your there license you and you tape go. it in your car <laughs> <laughs> and just, just look at that every time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, so kind of moving on to another piece, uh, you know, one of the biggest questions everybody has, how do I find patients? What is your advice on that, Brandis? I would say be very patient finding patients because, <laughs> um, unless you already have a referral source, maybe there are people that like, I feel like branch off and they already have this grand idea and I am jealous of you, but um, being patient has been like the hardest part for me because I'm like, but I need money. I need to make money. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I'm going to freak out. But we have done a lot of work with like Facebook, um, social media, my least favorite friend that I have to do every week consistently. It's all about consistency. And it probably took like, I would say probably closer to six months, but between three and six months to really start seeing people like engage with my social media posts or um, having new followers or now people will like reach out to me that I don't know from Facebook, which is finally new because there for like the longest time it was like, Morgan, I'm getting engagement on my posts, but it's everyone I know from Ohio. Like (laughs) you're not helping me. How many times I would be like, I love you all family and friends, but like, this is not helping. But Uh finally people that I don't know are like reaching out and asking questions or making comments sometimes that are like completely off the wall, but like, at least they're seeing me, they're seeing my stuff. Uh, so it's finally like, ah, this is working and it is a lot of work to do social media. One day I will pay someone to do it for me, but not right now. And 
being really consistent is so important with those things. And then we also have been doing some Facebook ads. Morgan, you've been helping me with those because I don't know how. I don't <laughs> want to learn. Um, and so Morgan's been awesome helping me do those things. But for all of you out there that have some sort of technology skills, feel free to use them to do Facebook ads because they have been huge. I've gotten, I don't even know what we're up to with leads. Do you know? Oh, it's Probably like over 200. Oh my gosh. I was going to say probably 400. Like, really? over, like so hundreds crazy. of leads. hundreds, hundreds um, of leads. And probably I've gotten at least three plans of care from that. So mm -hmm. it's well over paid for itself, I guess. And mm -hmm. we've been doing them for how long since January, January. February. Mm -hmm. So six months. Um, and you don't have to put a ton of money into it. It's really not that serious. I think we're up to probably doing like $400 a month, but mm -hmm. that's been only the last couple of months that we really started putting more money into it. Mm -hmm. um, but even if you just did like $5 a day, $10 a day, you can really get somewhere and get lots of leads. And that's really worked for us. I think more so what we're, we've been working on is like, we've been doing the free ebook. That's the one that like gets all the leads. But then when we offer a free assessment, not so much. So we're trying mm -hmm. to figure out why and like what wording or what are we doing? But um yeah, Facebook ads have been so crazy. So mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend them. And Morgan is awesome at it, so she can help you. Oh. And then <laughs> what else am I doing to find patients? Thumbtack. Tell, tell us about Thumbtack. Okay, yeah. So who knew, right? Um, yeah. We found our wedding DJ on Thumbtack. That's the only time I've ever used it in my life. But it was like a great experience. So um, Thumbtack is awesome because you set like the words that you want it to look for, like to find leads for you. And when it finds like a hot lead, or I think that's what it calls it, a direct lead, a direct lead, um, which means it's using like all of your important words, then if you accept the lead, it charges you. If you don't mm -hmm. accept it, then it doesn't charge you, which is nice. So like you don't get charged unless you take a lead. Mm -hmm. So we learned that personal training wasn't working so much. We use that as one of our finding words. And so we took that one away. But then now I know if someone's finding pers uh, physical therapy that it's probably going to be a really direct lead and they already know your pricing because you have to put like your limits on there. Um, they know where you're located. You can set all the boundaries. Like it's wonderful. And they contact you. So like Thumbtack says, Hey, I have a direct lead for you. Would you like to look at them? And it gives you all of the like um, the person has to fill out like a questionnaire, like what they're looking for. And you can look at that and say, yes, I want it or no, I don't. Mm -hmm. And if you do, then they charge you. I think the most I've been charged was $32 for a lead. Um, most of the time they're like less than 10. Mm -hmm. And usually, I think I've gotten three leads from Thumbtack yeah. or three, three um, plans of care from Thumbtack. Mm -hmm. And the nice part is like, they're looking for you. So like, right. if you, if you get um, an email from Thumbtack, someone's wanting your services and they already know what you charge is a nice part. It's like they yeah. found you and they knew you charged $150. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that sales part. So um, yeah, it's been really great. And you can talk back and forth, you chat with them on Thumbtack or you they'll give you a phone number lead and you can contact them on the phone. Um, so I usually chat and then I ask them if they want to talk on the phone and yeah, I've gotten three leads from there. So it's been awesome. I love yeah. the most about Thumbtack that you don't have to pay until you accept a lead. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's like the nicest part. Yeah, um, I think so too, you know, and like, awesome. I think it would probably be like a really good uh, channel, maybe for somebody who's just getting started, because like you said, it's not like Facebook ads where you like pay to play. Um, right. 
you know, it's only if you accept them. And I, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think the policy is, is that if you accept like a director, hot leader, whatever, and they end up being a garbage lead, then Thumbtack will refund you. Oh. Um, I think. Look that up. Anybody listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, it's so cool because like I set it up for Brandis and it might have taken me 30 minutes to set up your profile, if that. Um, and then it just runs in the background. And then, yeah. And you then you do like, anything. yeah. And you can go on there and look for leads. Like it also will tell you like mm -hmm. similar people are looking for something similar in your area um, where it pulls up words that might not be physical therapy. So you can go searching for leads if you'd like. And then if you contact someone, I think you pay for it. Um, yeah. So I, it's, it's a really nice tool. Like you said, it just kind of runs in the background. It's like a side note. And like you get an email all of a sudden you're like, oh, yay. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like really, really low risk. Oh, yeah. It's great. And maybe I've gotten 10 direct leads and I've gotten three plans of care from them. So that's a pretty good turnover. Mm -hmm. Or not turnover. Is that the right word? Um, I don't know. We know what you mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then the other place I'm getting leads from is like I I do events and then I also like set up in a couple of gyms. So um those are nice because like the events it's like uh i would say easy money but like easy quick money um i don't do like full sessions at the when i'm there but i will do like recovery sessions or taping or injury assessments at the different tournaments or you could set up for like 5k's if that's what you're interested in or whatever it might be and then um i don't know they, i charge them 30 dollars to come over and i'll look at them or i'll stretch them or i'll do soft tissue work or whatever it might be and the last tournament i was at i made 600 dollars <laughs> <laughs> It was quite crazy. These volleyball players are out of control. Um, <laughs> so that was, that's, and that's fun. Like I like being at the volleyball tournaments. It's fun because you, when you aren't mm -hmm. seeing people, you can just sit and watch. And then I also have a couple of gyms that I work with where I either am there if they need me to be or not, or I have another gym just contacts me if they have people that are interested in services. But um, yeah, I, I just set up plans with them. I don't do full hour sessions. Usually I do like 30 minute sessions with the gyms, but it works good. And it's, it's a nice way to kind of get your name out there and other people can recommend you other places. So word of mouth is huge. So that's mm -hmm. very helpful also. Oh, and one more Facebook thing. Um, yeah. I have joined a lot of like local, like there's a women of Douglasville page. There's a Smyrna page. These are cities around me. And so many times people are looking for physical therapists or they just are talking about pain and just putting your information out there. I don't even tell them I'm a physical therapist. I'm just like, hey, I would recommend like doing these stretches or it sounds like you need to see an ortho or it sounds like you need to see a physical therapist. If you have questions, let me know. Like I don't even say anything about like who I am. <laughs> um, but that also, it seems like I haven't gotten any leads. I don't think that way. But um, a lot of people ask questions and then they know you're out there so that if something mm -hmm. else comes up, they're like, oh, there was this person on Facebook who really was helpful. So that's another way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at all these ways, Brandis. I'm trying. Uh, all the different oh. things. And I'm supposed to contact ortho doctors, but. <laughs> that was a homework that Brandis had like at, at least a month ago. Oh, months. It's been months for sure. <laughs> I, I'm like, 
I just, I'm going to do it one day. I am, I promise, but it's just not (laughs) yet. It's not right now. Yeah. And like, and that's like totally okay. You know, like just bringing that up, there's like, you know, more, I hate this saying, but like more than one way to skin a cat, I guess, you know? And so like for some practices that are out there, like doing things like similar to Brandis in terms of like audience and like delivery style of care, like, um, uh, our good friend Jeff, the assistant coach in the DPT to CEO program, um, he like he's so disappointed hangs... in me. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, it's fine. He like he is somebody who is super busy constantly, so I don't think he has any room to talk. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, like he like hangs his entire marketing strategy really up until this yeah. point um, on working with like concierge doctors, uh, cash pay yeah. doctors. And that's how they've grown their practice to, I think it's like six or seven clinicians now, um, you know, versus like all the things that Brandis just outlined. And like with all of that, it's just like day by day by day, the awareness in your area, like in the location, it just continues to grow. Um, yeah. and like you were saying, eventually like people who message you, are going to be like really like hot leads, you know? Um, And like, you're just building a lot of no like and trust uh, with your community. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are all sorts of ways that you can find clients. And it's just really important to remember, you can experiment with everything, but then you have to sort of start to narrow things down a little bit to Mm -hmm. like the different channels that work. AKA they've produced a patient, um, you know, versus things that maybe you work on for like six months and there's zero action. Yeah. Time to go a different direction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of those. I know that that's, it's really helpful to have like specific examples of what to do for marketing, because I know Mm -hmm. that that that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with is like, we marketing, we know we have to do it. Um, you know, and like, I see, I see different posts and things online that like everybody wants help with marketing, but there's Mm -hmm. so many different ways to market yourself. Um, you know, it's nice to hear these really specific examples. Um, so thank you. Um, let's see. And then I think, um, a couple of last questions. I know, you know, like there were some particular like concepts and things that you had wanted to kind of like touch on that have been part of your journey. Um, But I guess like incorporating those, what, like, what pieces of advice, I know we've talked about some of this already, but Mm -hmm. like one to three pieces of advice, what do you have for people who are either like just getting started for like with this or they're like on the fence about whether to go into business for themselves. Okay. Um, I would say like the key word here is just like persistence and patience because that's been the hardest part when you, I mean, regardless of whether you have a family or not, it's hard to be like, okay, I have to pay these bills, but somehow I'm going to try to grow this business. Like, (laughs) oh my God, it's just very hard in your mind to be like, I'm going to come up with money somehow and I'm going to pay these bills. Um, but knowing that you can every like make it very a gradual build, we want it to be very quick and we want to get like lots of patients in a row. Um, but 
it's almost like more steady if you can like gradually build and learn as you go and just being really persistent to like do the social media. I, I, I'm not a fan, but I do it every week. And every week I put things out there to just make it, um, um, consistent so that there's Mm -hmm. always, there's always words out there. Sorry. I don't know why my phone is not charging and it's telling me it's dying. Uh Oh, um, we can finish up here soon, but yeah, Um, I think, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I would just, that would be my, my keys would be like persistence and trying to find like consistent, like we've talked about with the uh, marketing strategies, like find the ones that seem to be like, even if it's just one person that worked. So let me mm-hmm. keep doing it a thousand times over and just mm-hmm. sticking with it and really trying to be consistent. Keywords. Yeah. <laughs> be, consistent. be consistent and you know, with creating content, no matter like what platform you're putting it on, you're also showing up, you know, um, like you're making yourself available to people. Yeah. You're giving context about, <laughs> oh, there she goes. <laughs> Her phone died. Um, but yeah, like you're giving context about what it is that you do, who you help. Um, like I mentioned before, like really building the no like and trust uh, situation. Um, And if you haven't heard of that before, please leave a comment down below and let me know. And I'm happy to go into that a little bit more. But that's like a big, I guess, like marketing concept and sales as well. Um, And you will you'll go far by taking one small step forward every day, Um, you know, versus trying to like go out and do like a huge gigantic thing um, and then take time off and everything. So um i am going to go ahead and uh do brandis's where to find her um if any of you who have been watching either you know live or on the replay and you have questions about anything that brandis shared uh questions about like anything that i do in my practice or um you know whatever whatever it may be uh please leave a comment down below and you could tag either of us um in the comments and we'd be happy to continue to discuss and helping you be successful um and thank you so much for watching uh so brandis again dr brandis montgomery uh is a physical therapist with a mobile practice and i've been working with her for almost two years now uh i've been coaching her we've done a ton with marketing and sales and just kind of like mindset um so if any of those things are of interest or you feel like you need help with feel free to send me a message um and then where to find her I actually, I'll show you guys um, her website that I made, I think sometime last year. So, you know, for, for those of you who might be working on a uh, website right now, I figured I would just share this uh, so you can kind of take a look um, and see what you think. So I built out this website last year, like I said, and, um, you know, like her her like avatar, the person that she really wants to work with is definitely volleyball players. And then like more broad as athletes. So having this like photo here, it really like calls out who um, the, the avatar is. And then down here, some stuff about how it works, like lots of buttons to take action, information about Brandis, information about services, 
And if you want to take a look at it just for like some, some inspiration, uh, the URL is um, on the move mpt.com. Um, let's see. Let me just put it in, in the banner. Let's see. Do, do, do. There it is. There's their website. So uh, www.onthemovempt.com. And you can also find Brandis, of course, on Facebook, in the Facebook group, um, and on Instagram, at On The Move. There might be two profiles. We'll have to check that. But uh, that is pretty much it, uh, bringing us to the end of our uh, very first 2022 live stream. Uh, this will also be going up on the podcast. So if, you know, you're just kind of catching the tail end of this, um, you know, no fear. Uh, we will be putting it up, um, on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and this live will also stay in here. Uh, so definitely check it out. And, you know, if you're just catching this again on the tail end, uh, if you head back towards like the middle of the episode, Brandis listed out a bunch of really great, um, marketing ideas to try, um, with specific examples. And we also talked about how they ended up working for her. Um, all right. So let's see, I am going to go ahead and close up here. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Um, and again, any questions, uh, feel free to post them in the DPT to CEO Facebook group. Um, and uh, look out for the date of the next interview, um, where we will be talking with another physical therapist who has their own practice. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your night and I will see you soon. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.